Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 219, episode 4 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. I'm glad you asked. It's Thursday, January 13th, 2022, which of course means it's national. Well, I mean, Jack, you don't know. And you don't know. And you don't know. Uh, that's look. It's Korean American Day. Shout out all what? my Korean Americans. It's National Rubber Ducky Day. Wow. And National whatever sticker day. Who gives a shit about that? Huge day for my kids, man. They yeah. love all their Korean Americans who love stickers and rubber duckies. Yeah. So shout out to oh, them. Don't let them find out about this shit, or they'll expect presents or something. <laughs> Anyway, oh, so you're proud now? Okay. <laughs> Keep that same energy up tomorrow when it's not Korean American Day. Whoa, whoa. My name, well, it's mm. Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. You down with TDZ? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Miles Gray and J-O-B? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with TDZ? Every last lefty. That is courtesy of Chris Mackling. Mackling with energy. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! I always feel like I just saw Michael Stipe, but it was just some guy. Oh, I always feel like I just saw Michael Stipe. Guess I'm just super high. Oh, thank you so much to Haas Bossman on the Discord the for that Rockwell-inspired, I mean, you know, a.k.a. They they have continued to just get better and better. That was that was a high point for the you mistaking some guy and Trader Joe's for Michael Stipe, aka. I gotta say, very well done, Hoss. Mm-hmm. Have you heard people call people Hoss in anywhere in your life in um, your lifetime? Like I remember people would say that flippantly about like a big kid. Okay, like right. I remember like He's eighth a grade and that right. like my flag football coach. Look at that kid. He's a Hoss. That's a real Kentucky thing, is people calling each other hoss. What's happening? What does that mean? Like horse? I think it's just like man or bud. Right. In Kentucky. Oh, okay. But why was why would you say someone's a hoss and like gesture to their physical presence being like Yeah, yeah. No, for sure that is the more common usage of, it, of the it. phrase. But uh the in terms of just like being a general all purpose kind of greeting that that was big in Kentucky and I've never heard it since I Moved out of there. Yeah. yeah. Give us more uh, inside information, Zyking, if you know the etymology behind it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Miles, we are thrilled. We're delighted to be joined uh, by a very funny writer, graphic designer, illustrator, uh, and one of the funniest stand-up comedians doing it. His album, 16 Bits, is available wherever fine comedy albums can be streamed heard downloaded uh please welcome the brilliant the talented steven wilburn oh steven only happens when it's wilbur <laughs> wilburs <laughs> only love you when mm. they're steven thank mm, you to yeah. uh bert baccarat for that one <laughs> Stevens, they will come and they will go. Okay, yeah. Steven. Is that true or is it just rumors? Exactly. Right. Oh, oh, come okay. on. Okay, there Stevie. Nix. Oh, <laughs> shit. Can we keep this Steven. going? <laughs> nope. All day. Nope. Let's just end it right there. Yeah. What's new, man? Uh, nothing. I moved to it. I feel like every time I've uh, done this show, I've lived in a different place. So. Yeah, where right. are you now? 
I was in Kentucky, land of the hosses. And yeah. uh, now I'm back in L.A., baby. All right. Oh, you are? Okay, because I remember the first time, I think, we were all in a hotel room in Portland. Yes. Yeah. And we wild night. once. Yeah, wild Kicking wild off, wild uh, I, th- I believe there are rumors the that show. that recording caused COVID-19, that that's yeah, where it originally but, yeah. you know, we're not going to hold ourselves accountable too, for that. And then, yeah, so then from there you went to Kentucky and now you're back in L.A., huh? Yeah. Wow. Did anybody call you Hoss while you were in Kentucky? Uh, no, they mostly called me things I are not podcast safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long have you been back in L.A.? Uh, since August. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And you how's it been? Great, man. You were here, then you went to Portland, then Kentucky, and then you're back. What's... What's it like coming back? Uh, better. I feel mm. like COVID has really helped my expectations on getting famous. So it's, <laughs> I get to appreciate it more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. One of the place. leading indicators and symptoms of COVID is that it helps your expectations with getting famous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You do have a photograph of a cat in the uh, same laser field that I was photographed in for my third grade picture behind yeah. you. It's a blanket. Um, it's a big old Oh, it's a blanket. Big old blanket, right. yeah. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a commissioned work or you? that's a retail? It was a gift. This is my oh. cat, Thunder. Oh, it is? Beautiful. Oh, shit. Yeah. He also oh, only happens when it's raining, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's also not true. Just can we let them know? Your your cat may only happen when it's raining, but uh, thunder. that the thunder only happening when it's raining is not true. And it's I've said it before. I'll say it again. I do not listen to Stevie Nicks when it comes to her meteorological advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It fucks no. me every time, you guys. Every single time. <laughs> I feel like did did you guys have that laser background? childhood uh school picture back i did for one of them yeah yeah ours was like always like some shitty texture like it looked like granite or something you know yeah they never they never let you like you never had the wild you got to choose no no but like every once in a while they would come in there there would be like i think a couple options but it would just be like a green screen and oh got it yeah oh no yeah no we had really brave we had just one little sad, uh, you know, seamless that the guy would roll down and it looked like just like a painter's, like what they like put down on the ground when you're painting. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like splatter painting on canvas. I don't know. It was just very uninteresting. Never arrived to the laser level. That's for sure. The uh, the thing I remember the most was we had the same guy every year and he would always like call you out on something and then say that instead of cheese. Like he yeah. would be like, "Hey, you look like you eat a lot of hamburgers." Say hamburger. <laughs> did you got? Did you, I had the same? Our this one dude had our school pictures on lock too. I remember he was a guy who was like this big dude who had a ponytail and always wore shorts. And like, and I always just remember his like high white socks and his shorts. And he would always be like, "Uh oh, this guy's got ears, huh? Uh oh, look right here, Bing Boom." And I'm like, "Yo, why are you talking shit this about guy's got ears?" <laughs> like he, would, yeah, it seems like a I don't know, like if there's Over a here, methodology. Ears. Right. To this kind of thing where it's like hit you with a line, distract you, disorient you, ask you to smile. Then I got it. Or maybe say something that because he would also do sad ass jokes that I remember being in line. Like, yo, this dude fucking sucks, bro. Did you hear what he said? I told you about my (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. Hey, this kid doesn't have rich parents. Say macaroni. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Fuck. What a racket. What a, they, they're still doing it. They're still <laughs> out here doing it. What a fucking scam. <laughs> These Taking fucking guys. Taking kids for their school. But they do that they, shit at home. They still, they still do it, even though, like, there's a photograph of my kids probably for every hour they've been alive, just because I like taking pictures of them. I think they're cute. And I'm sure that's true of most children who are alive today. You love taking get... pictures of them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true of <laughs> most, most children, children out that there. I love I, uh, taking pictures of so them. They're so cute. <laughs> Look over here. Ears. That's what I like to say to them. Hey, ears, what? That's why all my <laughs> pictures of me, like... In the middle of being like my face is like, I was hurt by that comment. Yeah. All right, Stephen, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Trump going on NPR and just getting owned, severe ownage. By direct uh, questions. (laughs) Yeah. Like the the battle rapper of NPR, uh, Steve Inskeep, (laughs) just straight. Flamed this. Steve dude, Rabbit. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Stevens keep the the B Rabbit of NPR. We'll talk about Prince Andrew. We will talk about the new NFT restaurant, and uh, we might even get to the Oscars, which are looking at having a host again. Oh, yes. Look at that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tim Allen, and it will be Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Last man standing. Before we get to any of that, we do like to ask our guests, Stephen, what is something from your search history? Well, (laughs) I was looking this up because, not to brag, but I'm working on a bit of a screenplay. So, like, all my... Hey, Hollywood. All my uh, search things are, like, just trying to make sure my references are right, like, or, like, trying to think (laughs) of something to put in it. So, in order, I've got coffee maker cleaning tabs, the Jamie Kennedy Experiment, One Hit Wonders from the 2000s, Blacklisted Celebrities, Finance-Related Holidays, and then JonBenet Ramsey. Oh, okay. What I is mean, the, I mean, it all can, leads back to JonBenet Ramsey. Can you give me a logline for this script? You know, don't, 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 you know, I don't have to reveal everything. But <laughs> I mean, what, what if a guy was sad? Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, I love it. And had a computer. Yeah. Yeah. And Google. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and final and final draft. All yeah. worked out. Well, I'm still on the trial, so oh, okay. fingers crossed I get it done by yeah. then. Hopefully I got five more days to get this. <laughs> it's a great motivator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So you have to use another fake email to sign up for a trial copy. It's a mm-hmm. great clock menace threat, ah. if you will. A little screenwriting. So what do you, what's I mean, let me why was it coffee machine cleaning tablets? Is that what you said? Coffee maker yeah. cleaning tablets? That's a thing? Yeah, like little, they, and then they dissolve in the water, and then you run the water like through the through. coffee maker, and it cleans it up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Got it. Okay, so this is an action film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a buddy comedy. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it. Oh, the you guy... put the cleaning tabs in the coffee maker, Raj. And Raj is a cleaning tab. He's like, well, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Kill myself? <laughs> My favorite uh, genre of movies are, are the ones that you start out thinking they're about one thing, but then in the end, they're actually about John Bonet Ramsey. Like That's... The Rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or well, like that 9-11 movie. Yeah, yeah. The one where it's Rob Pattinson and then yeah. you find out at the end it's about 9-11. Right. Like, right, <laughs> right. 
yeah. does yours end with a reveal? Pull back like, the it's the the neighbor. Like you pull back from a Home Alone remake, and then like he happens to live next door to John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> right. Oh, Christmas. Christmas well, starts out as a John Benet Ramsey thing, and then. Uh, you zoom like the final the final scene he finally like makes the ultimate sacrifice the coffee tap does and lets the other guy <laughs> clean the coffee pot and then it zooms out branch davidian compound oh <laughs> i love this do people As, know about that robert pattinson movie like I've, it was a meme for it, a little bit a few times. but yeah because the reveal is someone just scrawling it on a blackboard, right? Like today's date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In well, nine yeah, eleven, and then they last scene. Out. Yeah, last scene is intercut between he has gone to meet somebody at the World Trade Center. We're intercutting that with somebody who's in class. The teacher just writes a nine eleven on the on the chalkboard, <laughs> and then cut back to him, and you pull out, and he's in at the top of the world trade center as like a plane is coming in and then you planes end. coming in and him and mark Wahlberg lock eyes <laughs> <laughs> through, through his window seat huh? <laughs> you got this and then Whoa. Just to be continued yeah, yeah. is that edward cullen <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i would love to to, to see a john benet spin at the end if if that's what you're going in for so yeah. i'm signed up boom what is okay. uh what's something you think is overrated Something I think is overrated is the hate that is already popping up over Wordle, like the the takes on Wordle and its popularity, because I think we had the mannequin challenge. We've had we've had some like wow, pretty dumb stuff. The mannequin challenge. So take like it back. So like. It's a trend <laughs> that like makes people think a little bit like do it all you want. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I I remember just seeing like the first article be like, why are people posting their Wordles things on Twitter? And I was like, I don't know if it's a fucking game. Like, why is there an article examining like the why of it? Like, clearly it's something that's become popular. But what it's like a Scrabble type game. It's like a it's a you're you guess you try to guess a word and then it tells you how many letters you've gotten right or are in the word, but somewhere else or not in the word at all. And you go mm. down six times trying to figure out what the word is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty good at it. I got to say, uh, I've resisted the temptation to put it out there, put out my scores, but I've gotten it one out of seven times. So I'm fucking nailing it. Okay. Nice. Oh, so nice. you actually hopped in based on the <laughs> what you saw on Twitter? I mean, I, I like fuck with the New York Times crossword puzzle and of course, like they're oh, you're a shorts boy. Yeah, uh, I do the bit, the long one and the what's the the word scramble one where you got to make up as many words as possible. Oh, so. like boggle. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Boggle. Nice try yeah. New York Times. Boggle's the game, <laughs> the little the board game. Yeah. yeah. But this I like Wordle. Wordle's fun. It's a, okay. Yeah. Are you are you a wordle head? Yeah, I am now, yeah. After yeah. after I saw people hating on it, I was like, well, okay. well these people are dumb. You know what so. I do? I I drive right into the hatred. Yeah. <laughs> Make sense of it there. Are you good though? Uh, pretty good. Well, pretty good. Yeah. What's your, not bad. What's your completion rate? I'm no slouch. Have you have you changed have you uh shared any of your Oh, Christ, no. Results. I would I yeah. would never. <laughs> I've 
But like I have seen other people share their results and I'm like, I got that one sooner. I'm going to. But then I don't. I, I resist wow. the urge to. And is that why people are hating? Because some people are like just being like, and look at my wordle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe Hmm. people just don't like a thing that they don't understand. I mean, I would, that's that's that like, seems to be a trend. We have we're, we got so much fucking stress. Like, why waste your fucking energy being like, I fucking hate Wordle scores. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Like, and I get people are frustrated. So we're we're all just big thunder cra- clouds looking for a lightning rod to strike down our energy onto. But I'm telling you, it's not gonna it's not gonna change anything. Articulating your anger at the Wordle. Uh, There's crowd. other outlets. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. Like this bozo Trump, when we'll talk about him later. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. If you want something to chew on, folks. But the thunder doesn't only happen when it's raining, Very as true. we've covered. What is something that you think is underrated, Stephen? Supply chain issues. Supply chain. Mm. Yeah, I think not having a PS5 has really helped me uh, with my productivity. Uh, case in oh, point, so you're saying it's good. Screenplay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, right. Blessed. Blessed to right. have a chips shortage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, is your character, the main character, is like searching for a PS5 in the script, though? It's like still entering your consciousness? or uh, They're right. searching for a Turbo Man action figure, actually. Turbo Man doll? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's uh, John and Patsy Ramsey are looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas. Trying to get yeah, a Turbo Man get for it. John Bonet. We're getting, she's going to be so upset if we don't Heidi, get it we're for home her. and we got a Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so they're out shopping the whole time they never say uh, say well, their full name and then oh they get home god. finally getting the thing and the daughter and i really hate to spoil it but sinbad does it mm. <laughs> okay. he's that's the killer fair. because he's so mad and it's the turbo man Totally a breakout role for him because it's like Sinbad's been so family friendly. It's like when like Robin Williams did like one hour photo and people were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Is there a more unfamily friendly role than that? (laughs) The killer. I don't think so. That you're a child murderer? No. Yeah. I think think that's up there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that movie hitting uh, hitting theaters. Yeah. Yeah. The Blacklist probably first. Yeah. Do not forget it ends with Waco. Oh, <laughs> right. I can't yeah. stress that. It's it's all the John Bonet stuff. Sinbad's the killer. There's also a B plot about coffee cleaning tabs <laughs> and yeah. Waco. Right okay. as the right as the trucks are coming in. With the ATF guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. Janet Reno's just popping out the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely, Janet Reno's also looking for a Turbo Man doll in the store frenzy scene. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's actually who they modeled Turbo Man after. That's oh. true. Yeah. Okay. Don't give it all away. What a great riff this has been. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Someone's already just working take a on moment. the script. Appreciate yeah. that. It feels good to stretch the legs again and just mm-hmm. banter about exactly. nothing important at all. We're just blue sky in this screenplay idea, man. Just blue <laughs> skies. Just anything can happen. Anything can happen. I do wonder if the supply chain issues just disrupting the constant stream of being able to get everything you want whenever you want it has made people like see the matrix of like the version of 
consumer culture. Capitalism and consumerism that we live in. They're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm okay with just the stuff that I have for a couple weeks. Yeah, I had to kill a boar the other day. I feel right. great. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of articles about how, like, a lot of especially small businesses have had to, like, ideate around certain things they used to get to still keep, like, their businesses going. Like, whether that's, like, the containers that they put their products in and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's it's a good it's a good organic pumping of the brakes when you go from, like, I should have everything I need within 15 seconds to being, like, yeah, okay. I can I can now think about a purchase and then weigh whether or not I need to wait nine months for it or if there's another thing or if I'm just in caught in the rat race of buying shit. Yeah. Unless it's like obviously vitally critical, you know, shit right. that you need yeah, like right. medicine. But other than that, like get it together. Get it together, people. Get it together. Get it together, asthmatics. Come on. Stop the insanity. <laughs> Your venolin is taking too long to get. Ugh. Get it right or pay the price. Anybody watch that go. show? Salute oh, yeah. Shorts. Salute your shorts. Yeah, yeah. The best. Because when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. Okay, look, we're really stretching this thing out. <laughs> Camp Bonawana. I don't think a lot of people think about that part. What? Like in the intro. And when we think about think you. It, and it makes me want to fart. And he goes, say it right or pay the price. Yeah, It's like yeah. just sort of like that segue part in the opening. Hey, man, that's know. why we get paid the big bucks, you know, yeah. feel very old hidden musical gems. when there's like a boom, 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 and somebody's right. talking like, hey, 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 come down. Yeah. And you still <laughs> vamp on that. <laughs> well, it's a long way to the bus stop. Wow. It's somewhat unrealistic that that camp counselor knows how to play the piano, to be honest. Wow. OK. Doesn't he seem like more of like a uh, gym teacher type than a uh, music teacher? Type. Yeah, but people got fucking all people contain multitudes, man. Man, that's, also I that's... don't think there was another adult on that show, so <laughs> right. he so just you had to fill them all. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, Cause... as you are chef, piano player, <laughs> and uh, lifeguard, oh, Mister Ernst, he owned the ranch. Oh, what? Okay, are you thinking, hey, dude? Yeah, yeah. Wait. Okay. Oh wait. No. Salute wait. What are short. we thinking of? Oh, salute your shorts. Salute your shorts. Yeah, it's no, a camp. I'm, I'm completely right. fine. Anawana is what it's. Uh, think on you said it. Drink on <laughs> Snort on Yeah. <laughs> smoke on. Smoke marijuana. Wanna. There it is. Oh, there that's is. fun. Twenty twenty two reboot. <laughs> Budnick still. Budnick. Oh Dude, my god. Oh it my god. Dude, Budnick selling fucking wild weed, man. Change of Justin, keep all this stuff. We gotta, we gotta keep all this. This is fucking yeah, post-credit gold. Post-credit sequence. <laughs> post-credit sequence. Yeah, Ugg. Kevin Ugly. Kevin Nugly. Dude, Ooh. Nug. Oh yeah. my God. Just say less. They're gonna fucking CBS Television is gonna come for us. Paramount Plus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you stayed for the entire uh, hour-long Camp Wanawana riff. Mm-hmm. Salute your shorts riff. There it is. Took us into the commercial break, but we're back to get down to the brass tacks. Absolutely. Talk about this Trump guy. Yep. You Oof. Know. Right? I mean, I mean, 
I guess that's it. You remember, remember that Trump guy, Trump guy, right? You know, this clip that came out uh, on Wednesday, well, you know, went viral because I for somehow we saw Donald Trump on NPR and it was like, they're like, uh, Steve Inskeep, I think, starts the interview being like, yeah, man, we've been trying to get you on here since 2015. Um, he's like, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, let's talk. And this was a very bad interview for Trump, basically, because he was being asked direct questions about his insistence on peddling election fraud claims. And he was confronted with like direct quotes from other Republicans who were like, we lost fair and square or, you know, election officials being like, yeah, I'm a Republican and I did this audit for the party and we found no anomalies that would, you know, change the results in any fashion, maybe some administrative things, but nothing that would arise to the level of like fraud or corruption. So essentially the message to him was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to keep showing you evidence that you lost very fairly. And now you I guess you can just keep denying it. And that's what the most of the interview was like for about eight minutes. Yeah. Until which point it was clear that Trump began really feeling the heat of this interview because, again, you're on NPR, so you're not being interviewed by a sycophant like and, you know, Steve Inskeep isn't necessarily, you know, putting him to the sword, but he is pretty consistent by just asking, like, but why are you saying that? But what about this? But what about this? And there's nothing worse for someone who's used to someone accepting your lies than someone being like, yeah, no, but what about this direct thing from another person in reality? And then this is the part where he essentially he had too much and he sadly bolted from uh, the entire interview. How come when he went to speak in different locations, nobody came to watch, but all of a sudden he got 80 million votes? If you'll, nobody believes If you forgive me, maybe because nobody the election was that. about you. If I can just move on to ask, are you telling Republicans in 2022 that they must press your case on the past election in order to get your endorsement? Is that an absolute? They're going to do whatever they want to do. Whatever they have to do, they're going to do. But the ones that are smart, the ones that know, you take a look at, again, you take a look at how... Carrie Lake is doing, running for governor. She's very big on this issue. She's leading by a lot. People have no idea how big this issue is, and they don't want it to happen again. It shouldn't be allowed to happen, and they don't want it to happen again. And the only way it's not going to happen again is you have to solve the problem of the presidential rigged election of 2020. I'm, Mr. So, Steve, President, if I'm, much, whoa, 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 I one more it. question. I want to ask about a court hearing yesterday on January 6th. Judge Amit Mehta, he's gone. Okay. <laughs> so you know he still got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean he's still learning how to bolt at the right time just as like real direct questions are being asked and yeah i mean like look it's clear he's just a sad old man who can't stomach the idea that he is bullshit and everyone most people know it unless they're like a supporter drone and you know the, the thing he kept harping on in terms of like trying to reinforce this idea of the fraud, which is why he starts up being like, tell me why Biden gets 80 million votes. It's like because people that 80 million people don't like you right. or prefer Joe Byron to you. And he kept saying, like, I got the most votes for a sitting president. Who else ever got votes? And Steve Inskeep was like, yeah, right. I understand you got the most votes, but you still lost. So, you know, the getting the most <laughs> votes as a sitting president isn't an election strategy or gets you to the number of electoral college votes you need, you need to win 50% plus one in most states to then add your, uh, like, whatever. Okay. So. I'm one of only 36 presidents who have not died in office. So. (laughs) Right. So I think (laughs) Joe Biden is cheating. 
Okay, <laughs> that's what this all boils down to. But, you know, at a minimum, I appreciate the kind of direct questioning that, you know, Steve Inskeep was, you know, offering just in the sense because most people, Donald Trump will come on mostly because he's going on Fox or very Trump friendly networks. They ask a question that if it was a real journalist, you wouldn't ac accept the lie that they told and they just pivot to like, OK, thank you for that lie. We've accepted it. Now, this next talking point will accept as reality. Please go ahead. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like this isn't getting pick up anywhere, really, that his viewers would be right. No, I mean, they're probably if anything, they're like, it was a hit job at NPR. Yeah. Asking they about these Congress people who are also Republicans who claim the election wasn't stolen. Well, I wonder what the play was to even go on NPR. What was the what was the point of that? What did he think he he would get away with? Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's interesting. It, it's it may be clear that, you know, he was having trouble on January 6th. Right. He wanted to do this whole live thing and no networks would pick it up, basically. And that's why he didn't do it. So he's like, fuck this. I don't know if he just said they'll have me on and I can talk and, you know, be confrontational because the, when the interview starts, Trump, the only thing he's thinking about is if they're live. Oh, really? He's like, Are we live, Steve? Are we? Uh, and he's like, uh, no, sir, this is we're not going live. This is pre-taped. And he's like, OK, fine. <laughs> so I don't know. He... When you read his energy at the start of it, you're like, I, did you just want to be on live anything? And then they're like, I don't know, fucking NPR would probably do it and be un like completely blown away. Because when they first start off, the first question's around vaccines. And mm. like, he's like, what advice would you give to Americans who haven't chosen to get vaccinated? That's essentially his first question. So there's no like, hey, tell us about this rally you have coming up, you know, like sort of right. PR. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's It's very interesting to see him on places where you know, they aren't maggot out. I'm told the the are we live thing was more about he wanted to Baba Booey the interview at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so what one thing that I'm just uh, I'm seeing in <laughs> there's a, a CNN article and a mm -hmm. Washington Post or a Wall Street Journal article, Hillary 2024, the case for a comeback. What? It's happening. So that's Shit. sounds like a murder mystery. <laughs> the case for the comeback. Yeah, I mean, it would God. be essentially. What for... What a terrible idea. It's, what a... Yeah. I think people are looking at the fact that Biden sinks to uh, Biden's approval is now at like an all time low. It's a 33 percent, I think. And they're trying to figure out, like, who could we run that would be even less popular than Biden? In this election. Well, I think because all of this strategizing is it has to ignore the basic fact that all these systems that we exist inside of within the U.S. are failing at every turn. Right. So right. it's not that Joe Biden's unpopular. I mean, like, yeah, he is. But he's doing fuck all to actually address like what it like ails the country. Right. Very in a very tangible way. And they're just trying to act like. Maybe we need Hillary. Like, no, yeah, motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you need to pay people to stay home. Maybe you need a relief. I mean, we need student debt relief. Maybe we need health care. Maybe we need actionable results or, you know, policies on climate change. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. Fuck it. Bring it. Bring Hillary back. Because already it sounds like there's a rift between Trump and Ron DeSantis. Later on Wednesday, he said some shit. He went on OAN and was like talking about like, you know, Ron DeSantis was asked if he was recently like boosted. 
And he's like, I don't I had the regular thing. I don't feel like I need to really disclose, blah, blah, blah. And then Trump was like, you're gutless. He's like, if you didn't if you had the booster or not, you should just say it. Right. So people, some <laughs> politicians are gutless. So he's already coming at Ron DeSantis and he's gone after Brian Kemp. It's I, I don't know, like, you know, what 2024 looks like if you find a Republican who's like, I bet I can take the MAGA throne from Trump and see if I can go head to head because I'm feeling myself. Yeah. As long as he's still alive, they'll fail. Like, I mean, he's he's the entire party at this point. Nobody's going to succeed at doing that. I don't I'd love think. to see Hillary versus Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary versus Nugent. Yeah. I mean, what if it was Clinton Nugent on a ticket? Ooh. Just to really confuse people. Be like, fuck, man. I think Ted will balance her out. I think that's a, hmm. I have to think about that one. The interview, the NPR interview, did remind me how much he is exactly like all, all the impressions. Just gave me a new appreciation for, like, oh, this could be that guy from SNL who does a Trump impression. Like, that right. he is an actual cartoon of himself that's truly mm-hmm. just hits all the hits all the notes it's and... so stream of consciousness sometimes yeah. i'm like is he a groundling like <laughs> <laughs> he's del close it's really whoa <laughs> he is what we thought he was yeah and yeah we call that trump jazz you know what i mean yeah and he just goes off off prompter and he's like watch this solo <laughs> I guess there was a part of me that was, like, a little worried he was, like, going to come back with, like, a tighter, like, a a honed, like, messaging and presentation and, you know, was going to actually start reading those uh, Hitler speech books that were, that he kept by his bedside for for years. (laughs) It was the only book in his bedroom. Not a red flag at all. But uh, it seems like he's still just, he's got one speed and it works well for him, but. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, some of his answers too. someone like one question Steven keeps asking is like, why is it that you think the vast majority of your allies in the U.S. Senate are not standing behind you? Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, because Mitch, McMahon, because Mitch McConnell's a loser. <laughs> Dude, that's literally <laughs> his answer. It was It could have been a fucking soundboard. Like, oh, the big stupid God. dummy head. <laughs> yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Prince Andrew real quick. Oh, a sure. Manhattan... Judge has announced that or has refused to dismiss a case against him from Virginia Goofrey. So, I mean, this is we already saw how he held up in a carefully choreographed interview where he was able to, like, bring in notes and prepare and knew the questions heading in because there was only like one real question that was going to be asked in in that case. Yeah, not even like underhanders, like scarves, like Silk scarves <laughs> Silk being scarves. thrown, drifting yeah. down before to just be crushed out of the park and still was like. <laughs> yeah, he stammered through an excuse about uh, sweat, like his inability to sweat while he appeared to be sweating. And yeah, I mean, he is probably like the person who has encountered the least like actual uh, human interactions in the history or one of the probably top five like living humans who like from the age zero on to this point has never encountered somebody who was like telling him the truth you know mm-hmm. like they were always just telling him what they thought he wanted to hear right like it could he could be a psychological experiment and the idea of that being put <laughs> on a trial Truman show <laughs> yeah like literally like he's, yeah. yeah basically the truman show 
the fact that that then he would be put on trial and like asked questions that have the weight of law is I think a lot of people are rooting for it. Right. And obviously, like, if you want justice, this is a child who he sexually assaulted. So, yeah, it's the old that'll be an interesting case to see uh, how that all plays out. But yeah, yeah, like to your point, like, yeah, it's like being a child star or something where it's like, yeah, man, you're kind of going to you're going to live in a bizarre reality as being part of the monarchy. Like, you're not going to have people being like, yo, Andrew, man, you full of shit, man. Why don't you pipe down really quick, man? Educate yourself. Adults are talking here. It'll be like, yes, your highness. Like, (laughs) I can't imagine you're built to then face criminal charges and, you know, somehow find yourself in an environment where you have to stand to account for your action. Wasn't there something about like he didn't think he could get he should be on trial because his transgressions were included in a deal with Epstein? That's right. Yeah. Where he was like where that was going down and he was like, hey, 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 put me in there, too. (laughs) Yeah. So that was. That was that a case. pretty good admission of guilt. I think <laughs> right. it's just being like, hey, but I did now. it, but it was already handled, I thought. <laughs> right. Wait, what? That so that was the case where Epstein like pled guilty, but like did a deal with somebody who I think worked in both Obama and Trump administrations to basically do a deal that was like, okay, I'll do 10 months Alexander community service. Yeah, Alexander Acosta. I'll do 10 months community service and like stay at this nice resort that's supposedly a prison. But you can't be mean to anybody who I know was essentially the deal. Right. Yeah. So it was. And I guess the judge is like, that doesn't seem to hold up anymore. I'm I'm sorry. What for him? Yeah. What (laughs) mechanically? How do you do that legally? I'm just understanding. You can't be mean to anyone. And then that's why like Alex Acosta was like. I showed poor judgment in mm-hmm. that case. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a euphemism if I've heard one. Yeah. Anyways, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. And Miles, I know you're huge in the NFT world you're always you know i bought one took an l <laughs> did you really <laughs> buy yeah, one about a 30 dollar nft like way back and like this shit's like it's like worth this it's not doing shit and i'm like all right that's why i bought a 30 dollar nft huh all I right i was going places yeah what was it did it have any like anything cool about it was it a drawing of any type uh it's it a shoe pepe the frog but with jar jar's <laughs> body <laughs> exactly <laughs> i don't think Jeff i would know frog. that i don't think i'd be able to tell the difference Oh, you would. You would. Just a height thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Once you see a Gungan body, you can't unsee it. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. But yeah, I mean, I, I dabbled, but was just, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And also, I, I don't have the bandwidth to get super versed in like what a good NFT could be. But you're also our expert on like private restaurants and like eating, eating clubs, dining clubs. Dining uh, clubs. So you're like hmm. the Soho house would be cool if it was more exclusive. I think you always more say more crypto based. Yeah. I was like, and more imagine crypto-based. a crypto based Soho house. Can you Thanks. imagine a place you'd want to be more elbow to elbow with like minded yeah. fucking lizard people? I don't know what the fuck. Doing a lot of interlacing your fingers from both hands while biting hmm. your bottom lip. 
synergy. Yeah, synergy. synergy. Folks. And then synergy. saying the word synergy and synergy walking folks. out of the room. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Like that's kind of your my, beat. Hey, man, take my pen. It's a Mont Blanc. You know, you can have it. <laughs> and then you walk like, wow, thanks, tech guy. But yes, NFT restaurant is a thing. And again, what kind of, just for y'all, what kind of images are conjured in your heads when you hear NFT restaurant? I'm curious. Just hearing that, what that does to your mind. Uh, oh. Themed, NFT themed. Oh, so like, like a, a lot of, yeah, of but NFTs? like Pepe with Jar Jar's body <laughs> like <laughs> on the walls and like. Okay, stop trying the, to make like, your Pepe Jar Jar NFT happen. <laughs> do you want, uh, do you want beef or non-fungible tofu? Like that sort of, all hey. the, all the items. All the items are right, and beef—it's like beef with a crypto, bro. Yo, you want beef, homie? We're talking <laughs> about decentralized movement. Is is fucking falling off the tracks? What the fuck are you talking about? It's a planet Hollywood with with just but for the NFT like moment, the year that yeah, NFT right. Said. I just see like a bunch of Elon Musk, Musk wannabes up in there. Like I, I bet every single person thinks Elon is the shit in an oh, NFT yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Like that's, maybe they like, make like. Like a burger, okay, but mm-hmm. then they never make that burger again, again. for anyone else. I mean, that is so. You're like, can I have a burger? You're like, nah, man, did that three weeks ago for a guy. So pick something else, man. Burger with ketchup? You Fuck got no. There's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like nothing. You're like, well, what dishes have not been made? It's like I, you got to do your research before you come in here, man. I don't. I got a lot of tables. I gotta go. Nothing. This last guy just took fruitcake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, when you ask me what an NFT restaurant makes me think of, it, my true answer is it makes my brain shut down and like right. go into a fetal possession position or possession. <laughs> You're being possessed, possessed by, by a fetus. Yeah. I got busted for fetal possession. Just <laughs> <laughs> holding it up. for a friend. <laughs> it was a dark time. Yeah, I like a more religious possession, uh, demonic possession by uh, a demon fetus. But all that to say is this place is real. And I picture like so much like nouveau riche bullshit, like where like the Rob Report is their Bible, like those kinds of people. For people to know the Rob Report, it's like the rich people, like hottest shit you can buy magazine, basically. So if you ever need to be like, these are the things poor people could never afford. Welcome to the Rob Report. Or like Sky Mall? Uh, Come on. Come on, man. We're not, we're not, it's not that fancy. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> just in between, yeah, it's just in between Sky Mall and the Hummocker Schlemmer catalog. <laughs> but this place is, you say, what the fuck is an NFT restaurant? Well, it's something that is actually coming to New York City in the first half of next year, and it's called the Fly Fish Club. See, mm-hmm. it already sounds fucking horrible. And it's like Soho House, but the way you get a membership is by purchasing an NFT. Mm-hmm. That is your membership. That's how you enter. So, you say like, what the, f- wait, what? Well, okay, fine. You purchase an NFT, but what's the club actually like? This is, this is from this article on Grub Street from uh, the New York, uh, I think New York Magazine, saying that it's going to have, quote, a cocktail lounge, an upscale seafood restaurant, an omakase room reserved for top tier members only, and, uh, and, and outdoor space spanning more than 10,000 square feet, quote, in an iconic New York City location. And the article goes on to say, although that exact location has not yet been announced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Iconic. Rockefeller Center. <laughs> right. So what does it take to get in? You buy one of these NFTs. Last Friday, they dropped 1,150 tokens that you could buy as your membership. And they're gone. Like, they were pretty much bought up pretty quickly. The standard membership, which gets you, like, into the lounge and the, the, the seafood restaurant, was going for, like, two and a half Ethereum. So about, like, almost $8,000. And if you want the 
Omakase, you want the fucking, the baller version. You had to pay close to $14,000 for one of those tokens. Mm -hmm. And the way they're also presenting it to people who buy the tokens is like, it's a passive income opportunity, man, because you'll be able to lease your membership to some other hype beast who wants to get up in there. And now you can make a little scratch because they're using your, like they're like subleasing your NFT to get access to this restaurant. Yeah, guys still in? This is a take, I, I, I can admit, but, and that's a bit, that's a bit much. A membership to a restaurant's not great, but <laughs> if there's any use for an NFT, right? a membership card is sort of a Makes not sense. bad, like, way, like, oh, I get it, like a unique, mm. uh, a unique picture that can only be authenticated by the the owner and you use that to get into things or like your gym membership or i don't know plane tickets or something mm-hmm. it, yeah, i could i could see that working instead of you know just betting on them that they'll go up in price but as an actual like useful thing to confirm one's identity not bad this is well this is you'll your identity will be confirmed as baller uh because already (laughs) if you want one of these membership tokens you have to go to the secondary market where they're now over eleven thousand dollars for the regular membership and so i guess like you could ride the weight like ethereum market and like buy the dip and maybe get like a membership on the cheap but it's, it seems like this whole model is like just bait for like the thirstiest of the thirsty and the clout chasing champions of our world. I, I think this is, this reminds me of that, that story about Ashley Madison, where it's like <laughs> a dating website where you can cheat, but then like behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, it's 98% dudes talking to each other and talking to bots. I feel like. They're going to have this out there. It's going to be very popular until it's actually a real thing. And then they're going to realize that it's all like wealthy tech dudes. Right. And that's going to be it. Like, I don't Because I, I think, yeah. yeah, there's like a level to it that I can already see like the Soho house, right? It's like, I mean, like you have to be vetted to get up in here. You right. know, like we don't just fucking let anybody. Whereas this, I think the the real bougie people will thumb their nose at the thing. It's like, okay, so you paid a lot in Ethereum to get into this like mediocre restaurant. Right. Please get out of my way. But yeah, it's, I think we're all just seeing all these different ways that I'm sure for the restaurant too, that's a way to raise a round of funding by being like, here's an NFT you got to buy for our restaurant that's coming out like an over a year from now. And I'm sure they're taking those funds, trying to figure out how they fucking put that towards the restaurant i don't know it's just a very confusing business model and i don't like membership restaurants because the food usually isn't that great yeah all i'm saying is i would buy an nft to get into magic castle instead of having to ask a nerdy friend (laughs) right right that's a good that's a good example also like nfts as just like social security cards like that just Things like that, where it's like you want a, you need a card or like something to identify with that is like singular, as opposed to this shitty restaurant that is going to be only people who are really into NFTs. But yeah, but for no, people, no, it's not just that, Jack, you're missing the point. It's got to have a lounge, a cocktail bar, omakase, you know, omakase, 
That's like the most bothered way to eat sushi, which is like, I love how that word has completely taken over like restaurant culture. Cause now like everywhere's like, this is like an omakase, like empanada restaurant. Wait, what does omakase mean? Is that where you eat it off the body? (laughs) (laughs) Omakase, like, uh, like it means like I'm deferring to you. Like, so when you eat at a sushi restaurant, it's omakase. That means that like you're saying to the sushi tasting menu, I'm surrendering to your taste. Please take me on this journey as I trust you, the person who's the, the master chef. Yeah. Sushi like those park. restaurants, like those restaurants where they insult you to your face and <laughs> you order a milkshake and they they give you coffee and you're like, right. What? And they're like, shut up. <laughs> what? what? You guys those know those restaurants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't those there like the one that's like a hot dog place? I feel like back on the food channel, there's like some place in like Chicago or something where like the you just knew like when you went in there, the people talk straight shit to you when you order. Yeah. But that was kind of like the, the that's the, the thing about there. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's a there's a place in LA called Sushi Park where they just feed you until you're like until you say done. They just feed you sushi and it's really good oh. and really expensive, but it's worth worth a try. It do, it does the Wiener like Circle. It. That's what it's called. The Wiener Circle. Yeah, in Chicago. Oh, yeah, it was in Chicago. Oh, like winner circle. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you it was just... a weird euphemism for something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's known yeah. for it's Maxwell Street Polish, blah, 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 and the mutual verbal abuse between the employees and the customers during the late weekend hours. So like, yeah, when you go late and I think the fuck you want. <laughs> when you guys oh, so you could class. clap back though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the I think the mouths on the people that work there are way spicy. When you guys go have a circle jerk about NFTs or a wiener circle, if you will. Right. <laughs> But do do people know what Soho House is? Who aren't from yeah? LA? So we that's our that's, that's our the, coastal bias. It's yeah. a it's a very pretentious membership club. Jack, didn't you work at a Soho House? I, I was a pool boy. My first job out of college, I was a pool that's boy right. at a Soho House because my sister's roommate worked the front desk at Soho House, and she got me an in. Yeah, and yeah. So and the my recollection of the like membership process was that. It was like 99% of the applications were like stockbrokers and people, businessmen who they would turn down because yeah. like, the whole point was that, no, we're protecting you from those type of people who... We want creatives. Right. Who got rich just by going to Wharton or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but Take this that. sounds like the opposite <laughs> of that. Yeah. Fuck Wharton. Fuck you losers. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah. seriously, fuck as you Wharton. rub their feet at the pool, pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about Wharton Jeffrey? My name's Jack. Whatever. Yeah, Jackery. <laughs> all right, uh, and finally, you know, I think we've all been saying, when will the Oscars go back to having a host? We love the days of Billy Crystal. We love the days of <laughs> Ellen. We love Billy the days Crystal. of uh, Chris Rock. Did he ever do an Academy Award? Yeah, he did one Academy yeah. Awards, and by making a joke about Jude Law, like Sean Penn was like, "I'll tell you who Jude Law is." He's the finest damn actor I've ever yeah. fucking seen. Like you tell so you who mad. El Chapo is <laughs> the greatest philanthropist that our world has ever seen. But yeah, so they've taken a break from having a host recently. I mean, my favorite Oscars host ever. I think everybody agrees is James Franco. But the so they've taken a break just to like give Franco some time to 
rest his tootsies. <laughs> but the, yeah, so they ha- haven't had a host since 2018, but ratings have been going down and down. And so what one like storyline that people are bringing up is like, you got to nominate the Spider-Man movie for best picture. And then just like, get people to tune in for that so that they're then like mad when it doesn't win or something. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. the strategy really, but they're Outrage. instead planning on, I guess, asking Tom Holland to host the Academy Awards. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Which... it's definitely that the no host thing is causing a dip in ratings, not because Green Book won. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just in definitely general. the host situation, not crash. Yeah. <laughs> the selection of films that we've proclaimed are the best picture ever, according to this very narrow group. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it, it seems in general like people don't have the same appetite for award shows unless it's like a Grammys or something, because that's just like a big ass. Like it's a concert, essentially, with awards interspersed. Yeah. yeah. But so they did do yeah, a man. poll to see who people wanted. Tiffany Haddish is number one with 18%. The Rock, number 17, or number two with 17%. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Have they not done the Oscars? They've only done the Golden Globes. I think so. Well, that, maybe, that would make know. sense. That feels like it would make sense. Not not if they're like trying to fun up and young up the demographic, but I mean, they're yeah. definitely at least would make it fun to watch. Queen Latifah, Paul Rudd, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, well, here's no, what I like it's... about this list, because it's Paul Rudd, and then no one, uh, yeah, and then Lin-Manuel the Miranda gets half of what no one yeah. gets. Yeah. He's got 4%, and no one has 8%. That can't feel good. Anyone <laughs> anyone beneath the no one standings on that list is feeling pretty bad right now. Sorry, like, Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Foxx, sorry, man. I don't, honestly, but good for you for even getting on that list, like, There were enough people checking for you. They're like, you know, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that's that that is interesting. That's an interesting choice. I'm wondering, like, where they this feels like a poll of agents would have come up with this list. Like, yeah, it feels like just people who uh, have careers. (laughs) Oh, the top three all represented by UTA. Okay, interesting. (laughs) But yeah, so they asked Tom Holland. Tom Holland was then interviewed and said, like, yeah, maybe sometime in the future, but I, I'm too busy right now. And then called the reporter back and said, actually, I'd do it if they asked me. So wow. his, apparently there's something in the works there and it's probably going to be him. But, yeah, it's completely the like they they gave it to Green Book and Crash and like fucking bad movies for so long. So free. Yeah. I mean, remember when people thought Shakespeare in Love was the best movie that came out that year? I mean, it yeah, what it, it beat Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that the private and like Spielberg won Best Director and and that's not usually like the momentum of the Oscars. Like, oh man, Spielberg got Best Director for Private Ryan. You know, Best Picture is a fucking rap, baby. And they're yeah. like Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> when we were all caught up in Chicago fever that we were too blind to see that it wasn't yeah, remember the that best one? movie around. Oh, goodness, goodness gracious. Those are all Miramax movies, by the way. And like they they proudly Oof. were like, yeah, we'll get Uh-oh. you. 
we'll get you. I will intimidate my way into your movie being best picture, whether it's good or not. Right. That seemed to be. But so this, first of all, if you want to like get a understanding of like just the difficulty of making a watchable Oscar is like just go back to any Oscar telecast like before the 90s or like before you started watching them. They've been bad forever. They're terrible. Yeah. It's like watching a like award show that like your company puts on for like employees. Like it's just it sucks. Like yeah. they one time they tried to like get the youngins in 1963 by having Frank Sinatra host and he opened the ceremony with a monologue about how the Mona Lisa like the painting would be received by modern Hollywood producers. And I got a quote here. And I think you're going to love it. You know, Leonardo, baby, I like it. I really like it. <laughs> so it's pretty good stuff. Like that's. I yeah. think my favorite comedy, well, first, <laughs> number one with a bullet, is the stand-up challenges on RuPaul's Drag Race. Those yeah, are okay. always top tier. And then right below it is teleprompter jokes. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, my especially top two. <laughs> botching the delivery of a prompter joke. You're like, oh my God. Like he said the punchline out of, okay, sure. Yeah. I'm not all used to it. Paul Hogan, aka Crocodile Dundee, once hosted the Oscars in the 80s. Oh. And so, did that go well? Uh, it was actually called an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. He co hosted with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. And Whoa. because they're all, uh, or at least Paul Hogan and Chevy Chase are like famously massive egos, uh, where they <laughs> were never on, on stage at the same time. Oh, really? Hogan? They were both like, I ain't sharing the stage. Yeah. With Fuck that guy. Or like, yeah, is Chevy Chase just Paul Hogan with oh. a vest on? <laughs> right. How come you never seen him in the same place at the same time? <laughs> What double dipping fuck? on that check. The yeah. thing at the end of the day, I think with all these award shows is, you know, across the board, award shows are just declining, like in terms of viewership. And I, it's it's like, I think it's again, it, they're too insular. No one watches it and feels that they have any any way to affect what they're seeing. So it's just you. I think for a lot of people are starting to realize, like, I don't know, it's a it's a way for all these people in this room to clap at each other. Like, I don't know what the like. These are my picks. So I'm not as interested. And I think as that glamour fades, they like, like, I think you brought this up, Jack, like a while ago. I was like, is there like a fan vote or something like, do you democratize an award within the Oscars where people can, you know, participate? And I get that, like, it's about everybody in the Motion Picture Association. But I bet you that the MPAA is looking at it and be like, we, this is how we generate revenue. Like, yeah. we need to have a better award show. And if we have to fucking change things, then maybe we will. But I think there's, there's that aspect of watching it where it's just like frustrating and like you just you just don't care. You know what I mean? I think they should make the voting public. I don't I don't think fans should get to vote because then it would just be fucking Disney. Or, and, but or uh, something Star that Wars. actually speaks to people as if it's like and, you know, I think you, you were phrased as like the most popular movie of the year or something like that, mm. like as an award where mm. it's clear where you can be like, OK, like we're not having to look at it through the lens of like, what is cinema? Right. And you're being like, oh, no, yeah, man, best this movie. film versus best movie. Uh, right, I think right. was the way what I was like di differentiating between like the the you know, the two. Right. Basically, I think definitely the like the role of celebrity has shifted or at least our opinion on celebrity where, you know, influencers, people, people who dress like us or they're my age, like they look they're 
they're more praised than some guy in a tux. And not only that, right. like some guy in a tux who goes up on stage and talks about that we need to get the hunger situation sorted out. And it's like, <laughs> you're a millionaire. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably, that just doesn't look good. A bunch of people yeah. in tuxes and dresses being I like, yeah. Film has the ability to touch all lives and <laughs> save the world. Steven? <laughs> yes, all lives matter. As, wait. <laughs> Yo, boo! Get this shit off the fucking airwaves! And then, like, some canned joke that, like, they intentionally just, like, fucking drop to just, like, yeah. let people know they're better than the material is just, like, fuck, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I think that's, I don't, I don't know another way that I would be interested. I guess, yeah, if, if the voting were transparent, but then it's like, what well, we see who, how each person voted. Well, yeah, because then, like, people would be like, okay, this dipshit voted for Green right. Book. Like, we get to, like, then like have our votes. say. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right. Yeah. But then, yeah, I think the awards need to be a little bit better. Like, best stunt, best scene, best, light, like, things that you can, like, yeah, actually enjoy while you're awards. watching it. Yeah, but them too. Yeah, like, uh, but less stupid than that. No, like, but that those is, categories yeah. were like best fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or like action scene. And you work. I remember being like, "Holy shit!" Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like that you know. done. If that award show were created by like people who actually work and like love movies, like I would, right. I would be interested in seeing that as opposed to being made by MTV. Got it. I would, I would even like because I think we voted on things before where we're going through it, even like election stuff when it gets down to like city council person. And we're like, I, I don't know. I'll pick the name. I like the best. Right. It'd right. be cool if like every category. So like if they had a best stunt, only stunt men vote on that. Only yeah. the, only the field of stunt people vote right. on that best, best uh, sound editing. You get the, the sound editing guild to yeah. vote on that. Like, and then instead of like peers, like, yeah. And then instead of having like some central, like, you know, award show writer, like being like sound editing is the art of, and like doing like a broad <laughs> description of what sound editing is. You then like have a sound editor explain like what was so like amazing about that. Like do really like put some thought into presenting that art form like or like what is so fucking cool about this stunt in a way that like that's it seems like there are pretty straightforward ways you could like make it better and make it about movies without it just coming off like the fucking nicole kidman amc commercial where she's like <laughs> the magic of movies and right. has clearly yeah. never been to a movie theater <laughs> she's before. watching enchanted no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. yeah yeah but i guess yeah could you imagine they're like yes we should give the unions more influence on how these awards are given out is sort of what that boils down to right it's like yeah keep it specialized but mm. i think it would make more sense because you feel like rather than some like someone's grandpa who used to be an editor in the 70s who still has a vote like yeah they're gonna their taste is all over the place like let's i, I like this idea specialized votes but then yeah, nobody yeah. watches i guess you know i guess people watch the sag awards or the dga awards and they those do? feel i mean they they broadcast them so clearly there's oh, enough there's enough revenue to justify yeah. the continued broadcast of it i gotta start watching those awards i think that's the thing i've learned I need to watch more award shows. Yes, exactly. The lesson to today's lesson.
<laughs> I don't know. I, I even in that respect, I'm in the WGA <laughs> for Jingle Albanay. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you don't shit. want my opinion about movies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stephen, as always, such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you and follow you? You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. They just merged. Uh, it's oh, Instagram, Wilbur with Twitter. an E. Wilbur with an E spelled Wilbur with an E. And Wilbur is spelled, spelled with an E. Somebody has made that mistake before spelled my name. W-I-L-B-U-R, and oh. then put my Twitter name right next to it. That's Wilbur. Yeah. People and, do that all the time where they, uh, they'll they somehow spell my handle correctly and then misspell my last name like right next to them. I'm like, how'd you get the handle right? And then not the, okay. You know what? We're all I mean, going through something. I have the lesson I learned from that is you guys are spelling your names wrong. I mean, you should uh, listen to the right. people. Thank you. Right, you're just people like are speaking dad. to you and you're not <laughs> listening, Joe Biden. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media that you've been enjoying? Two things, I guess. There's a tweet from a couple of days ago by this. Um, or should, Anna said free Palestine, uh, uh, whatever that means. But uh, Yellowstone <laughs> really posits what if cattle ranchers were annoying as hell? I think that's pretty funny. And then a T-shirt popped up in my algorithm that said, yeah, I'm into IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And that made me cry <laughs> laughing. <laughs> uh, lean right into it. Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, shout out to super producer, Anna Hosnier. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> no clue. Uh, Miles, <laughs> where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, the 90-day uh, reality podcast, 420-day fiancé, where Sophie, Al Alex Sophie Alexander and I just talked that reality shit. You, I like three tweets today. First one is from Ron Amaya, at Juan underscore Amaya, tweeted, this month I'm doing something called January, where I try to make it through every day of January. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> that feels about good. Yeah, that, that's a good goal to have. Uh, the way you another said it one, sounded like Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm trying to do this thing called January. Where I will, uh, the next one is from at moderate, moderately mused tweeted, a 25 year old will look you dead in the eye and ask if you've heard of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that shit all the time, especially as it relates to rap and other music. And last one, slap or SLVPPY tweeted, I hope my kids are good at math because I won't be no help after third grade. <laughs> and I felt that. I'm like, yo, man, division, fucking multiplication, like, don't put these fractions, don't put fucking coast don't put any of that other shit in front of me yeah that's why calculators exist is common core still around they doing that still common core yeah the common core math or did they give up on that what's that uh it's like a it was like a trendy way of doing math that was like i don't even thinking like uh, kumon they, like kumon it, math the it, japanese it, thing or they called it kumon math in the u.s Oh, I called it come on because I thought they were like, come on, learn this oh, stuff. Come on. You don't like numbers? <laughs> you know, it's come on. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out in the comments if you know yeah. what uh, come on math, math was. Uh, <laughs> Jack's just processing that one. Some uh, tweets I've been enjoying. Michael Cruz Kane tweeted, there's nothing I won't do to make sure the waiter likes me. I will sell out everyone at the table. I'm so sorry about them. Even if they're being totally normal, nothing matters more to me. I would give it all away. <laughs> all right. Yeah, oh, man. 
Yeah, and then Sandy Danto tweeted, oh, you didn't have any taste before COVID either, honey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy today? I mean, you were close to the weekend, close to maybe feeling a little more relaxed despite the tense, tense time we're in. So check out this remix of Lovely Day by Bill Withers, but it's like a very bossa nova, like Brazilian version. So it's the Rio studio version of Lovely Day by Bill Withers. And I don't know, it just feels like, I don't know, look at a screensaver of a beach or something and listen to this and, and you'll probably feel good for about five seconds. All right. I need that. I need that. Mm -hmm. Take two of those and call Miles in the morning. Exactly. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.